the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak, and we're continuing last week's discussion with Kuhn Esser from Control Union and Ron Hidowski from Plana. Talking, we started with GACP, and we're going to get into GMP and EU GMP during this segment. But where we left off last week was some of the culture of quality. And, you know, Ron, I don't know if I've told you this before, uh, but when I was starting Plana and starting to build out the team, the most challenging role I had to find the right person for as we built the team was the head of quality. And uh, a lot of people I spoke to, but uh, you stood out. And it was the, it's a, it's a, it was a question of the understanding of the, how to instill a culture of quality and organization that stood out and really was what, uh, you know, attracted me to you as a candidate for that role and you know it's been phenomenal i'll just uh, let everybody on the on the show here you know it's been an absolutely phenomenal experience working with you um, over the past couple of years because that dedication to quality is something that's been instilled throughout the organization and uh, there's a lot of companies that look for speed that look for quick wins um, we've been building something that is designed to be of the highest quality and standard in the world and, uh, you know, I think we've succeeded. And, uh, you know, our GACP certification is uh, a recognition of that. And uh, it's not a trivial thing. And anybody who's listening and trying to go through the process, you know, feel free to reach out and ask questions. But uh, let me just say it's not trivial. And it is a install, instilling a culture of quality in organization is key on to a success on a lot of levels. Um, but on that, Kuhn, and you know, yep, go ahead. Yeah, and, and you know, Richard, it's it's really getting the right team together, you know, it is. and everyone working together for the same goals. Yeah, yeah. No, like you know, like I mentioned earlier, Laura on the last show, Laura Badaya in uh, Colombia has been absolutely amazing, and her uh, her focus on that and leading that locally has been uh, outstanding. But you know, it starts with um, building the right systems and to have the culture in place so people understand the framework and the boundaries and what goes into it and the why. And, you know, that was somewhere we left off and it, it isn't just for GACP, but it leads into some of the other areas of control unions focus is into EU GMP and the other certifications that are necessary along the way. And there are many certifications. There could be, you know, hundreds of shows about the different ones, but when you're starting from zero, and you're, you know, a lot of our listeners are based in the U.S. and in the industry in the U.S., and they're going to want to export to the rest of the world. Where do you start in terms of building that type of quality system? And you know, it's it's always hard to undo bad habits. How how, but how do you go about it? Yeah. And Ron, so yes. yeah, yeah. So you know, one of the things we did was I I came to you probably, you know, a couple of weeks after I started and I said, Hey, I need you to sign this quality policy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah. What, what is this? And I said, well, this is the seminal document that we need that kind of sets the, the framework for how we're going to operate. And, and you, you were very kind and you 
read it and signed it and you said, yeah, this makes sense. And, you know, that was really where we started. And then we, from that, we built guidelines and we built procedures. And I would say quite often when we're looking at um, prospective clients, that's one of the first things they ask for. What's your quality policy like? And um, what procedures do you have in place? Do you have a recall procedure? Do you have a complaints procedure? You know, many things like this. And do you have an internal audit program? And this is really the, the you know, how we maintain our, our control union certification is we do internal audits. We do mock audits. Mm-hmm. We call the site and we say, oh, we have an unannounced um, audit from control union. They're coming in and everyone mobilizes. They get together, you know, because they they're prepared for this. And so, like I said, it starts with one document, but then you build the whole system around that. And it's, it's taken a year to, to put it all together from, from scratch. And so yeah, I'm, and, I'm proud and of... I would like to add to that, Ron. Uh-huh. I think, I think that culture that we talked in, in last week's sessions about that is really important because it's, it's not a finished thing. It's ongoing. Yes. Right? So you, you build that structure and it's a journey. The journey started with the document you mentioned, Ron, and it is on and on and on. And there's continuous improvement building there. There's risk assessments that you need to, uh, to revise. Um, you know, you may make some certain procedures obsolete because new technologies come, come across. You need to manage that. That is all part of a, a, a way of working. Yeah. So it's not, mm-hmm. um, hey, we, we have our certificate now and, uh, you know, set it aside. No, you have to stick to it. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, one of the things we've done is to educate people on the why they do certain things. Not Not training per se. Like I can train anyone to do something, but the education is why they're doing that. And I think that's a big element is education. Um, it's a big element to certification. And maybe yeah. I, I could open it up to what does Control Union offer in terms of education? Um, I I really like that question, uh, Ron, because it's, again, what I what I mentioned in last week's session, we, we noticed that uh, we, we were we were too early for the industry to come with the standard for certification. In Israel, it was because it was a regulatory requirement, but in many countries, it's not yet, or it wasn't at least something that was sort of, you know, common understanding of hey, we need to we need to go this way. I think by now everybody, you know, more or less realizes that. And then the question is, okay, do then does everybody then understand what it is about? Because I've spoken to a lot of people and oh, no, I need to get this JCP thing done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would say, you know, and I've seen literally, I've seen people spending a lot of money on 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 many things that I would say are nice, but not are, are super important. Um, and the training um, is, is not a major investment other than of course your time. And, 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 and a fee, we charge for that, but we have made very, very detailed um, training programs. And we, we do full-fledged ones where we cover um, our standard, GACP, uh, um, uh, the COOMS, our standard. We, we cover, let's say, uh, EUGMP, and we cover also, we have a phenomenal person from North America who has a lot of experience on setting up and running extractions labs. So we, we bring the practical side of it. And then there's a lot of things. Okay, what is it about? What are the implications? And especially these sessions help a lot um, for people that start in the industry to, to 
you know, early on understand what's going to come to them. And then they can make also the right hiring decisions because it said, you, you mentioned it, you know, it was very pivotal to find the right quality person. But how do you look for that? Yeah, you can put a headhunter on it, but, you know, you're, you're the one also that's going to make the decision in the end. And other than a personal click, you need to have some kind of an understanding of whether the person has the expertise that you're looking for. So a training early on, I would say, is, is highly recommendable. And other than that, um, yeah, I would say uh, many people say, yeah, I, I need a consultant to write my SOPs. I would say take you take Ron's approach and and hire a quality person. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I think that as it is so fundamental for your way of working and operating, I don't see why you would outsource writing your SOP because then basically you don't really know what's in there. And more to that, it's it's also going to be more costly because it takes a lot of time. Yeah, and I think that's a you know that's a really good point, uh, Kuhn, Is you know internally each of the people, not just the people as supervisors, but the people who actually were doing the work were participating in drafting the SOPs so that it all aligned with the work they were doing, but also was driven by that quality culture. Because, you know, you made a you made an offhand comment there about, oh, I have to do this certification thing. When people have the attitude, uh, they're just going for the test to get, you know, get a passing mark, they're missing the point. This is, you know, this is certification, which is much more meaningful in terms of it's a recognition that the the quality of culture in the organization is to the highest global standard. And that culture then permeates the entire organization for what it can do and will do. And people and their job satisfaction, their involvement, and really... Uh, every aspect of their work, how rewarding it is. Yeah, you know, Richard, it's be- it's people become owners of the mm-hmm. process. You know, I remember going out and talking to people doing cloning and taking pictures of the clones they were making, and they they were very interested in, in what we were doing. And then when we put the written words around the pictures, they were involved in reviewing it. They said, "Oh no, no, we don't do quite this way. We do it that way." Mm-hmm. And it was they really become owners. Yeah. And it's very important because when I come in, I audit whether your team works according to what's in the SOP. So again, if if a consultant writes them for you, not not it's it's almost impossible. They they can set the structure and they can review, of course, fine. But really setting those nitty gritty details of exactly wrong, like you said. No, we don't do it exactly precisely that way. But this is very important because you're going to be auditing against yeah. what's on paper. And again, if you if you deviate your practice from what your procedure on mm-hmm. paper, you have a gross violation GMP-wise. So that's not allowed. Well, you have a great you have a great violation of the, your whole quality of, and the yeah. culture of quality. Let's come back in a moment. Actually, you just mentioned on GMP because that's the next step for so many organizations and operations. You have the high quality product, and it feeds into being manufactured for final use and GMP really comes into play there. Be back in a moment with uh, Kuhn Esser from Control Union, Ron Hadowski with Plena. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. 
elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the green pea and we're back so uh with kuhn Asser from control unit kuhn, one of the things uh we're just chatting about is you know you f- develop a quality product you have the culture in place around bringing the uh, agricultural systems to deliver that quality and the culture that goes into play but it doesn't end there um products the agricultural products and medical cannabis space then get transformed into final use products, whether it's a smokable or a uh, an extract, something that's being made from distillate, isolate, and then of course into the uh, dosage delivery systems, be they topicals, uh, ointments, tinctures, gummies, you name it, uh, encapsulated products, they all have to go through a manufacturing process. And you know the accreditation that's looked for worldwide um, pretty much uniformly is EU GMP being the highest of standards. And there's you know, different requirements in different countries, which what's acceptable, and it doesn't mean that what's acceptable is any less uh, valuable, but from an international standard of the, the highest quality, there's EU GMP that uh, Control Union does a lot of certifications around. That culture, that quality system, that quality culture, people think they can just start the certification process and it takes six months. But I've, you know, when I look at it, if you're going to go do EUGMP, you better set aside 18 months. What do you see and what do you see as being the differentiating factors um, in not just how people approach it, but the systems people choose to pursue? Yeah, I think by now, uh, thanks. It's, it's it's a lot of questions at the same time. But, uh, <laughs> I'm good at that. Good take, um, your, take your pick. <laughs> yeah, thanks for posing them because they're they're important. Um, again, everything starts with building the right team, and I cannot repeat um, more what you said. That it's so fundamental to have a person that knows about quality from a pharma perspective. <laughs> Um, that is that is really something important, and I I don't know whether it's 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 necessarily eighteen months, but I would tend to agree that six months is, is you know is, 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 is if you start from scratch very difficult, um, and and apart from that, you know you need typically in in different countries you need to have you know your cultivation already going. So also from a practical perspective, I think it's it's going to be impossible. So that culture you need to get it in place. I want to make one clarification, Richard. Our standard, so Coombs Gap, Control mm-hmm. Union Medical Cannabis Gap standard, uh, we 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 made it um, to focus on as of starting material until where the final product, being the dry grind flour, is packed. Right. Yeah, that is the scope of our standard, and that's the moment where the product is. Handed over to the next step, that mm-hmm. that be, that being 
extraction or in, in countries where it's permitted, the final product could be, of course, um, the dried flower itself. Uh-huh. And then, um, uh, of course, it, it is packed uh, and, and ready for uh, distribution, you know. So we, we, we as Control Union, uh, as last week in the intro, I explained, you know, our roots are in agriculture. And we, we don't really, and we see a lot of GMP environments also in food production, et cetera, but it's not really our core skill um, if, if you compare to what is anything related to cultivation and, and, and farms. Right. So we, we have, we have, um, we have, you know, made that distinction there a little bit. So I want, I want to emphasize that. Um, but we know a lot about GMP by now, and we've partnered with um, a unique niche operating company from Germany, Blue Inspection Body, and they are an accredited uh, pharmaceutical inspection body or inspection yeah, company, huh? really offering these um, very uh, sp- particular kind of inspection services against anything related to pharmaceutical uh, uh, industry guidelines. Um, and we, we work a lot with them in, let's say, companies that wish to get a private entity do an inspection uh, for their EU GMP inspection. And, and as you may know, still the regulatory body of the market that you want to export to may eventually come on a three um, annual basis. Uh-huh. Um, but, but let's say I wanted to clarify that. No, no, that that's really good. And I, I mean, I think it's important also to note for listeners, they can, listeners can go to control union for the entire process, that's true. but not yeah. all of it is your own. And, yeah. you know, one thing that didn't mention earlier, which is also important, you know, for a business operator, obtaining one of these certifications is is wonderful to have and it's a great you know validation of everything you do but it's also a protective measure from the perspective of risk in that you it you're getting certified and an independent authority to verify that all your processes are following the highest standards and are consistent because the last thing you want to face is a product recall because of a health issue and if you're doing things right you're pretty much eliminating those risks yeah, you're certainly uh, mitigating them at least yes. to a very high level. And so I fully agree to that. And if that culture is also there, then and then you probably are are are, are very well um, in a well position to to operate safe. So I think that's 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 very valid um, to say that. Yeah, because you know we're all we're I I expect and I hope everybody who's involved in this you know the medical cannabis industry. In particular, we're all looking for treatments to help patients. And the last thing we want to do is have a product that goes out that does any harm. And uh, it's, you know, key in terms of the culture. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, also what I see, um, and and it was actually nice to experience, you know, I I went to Colombia three years ago and I Mm -hmm. really, I think the second week I, I landed there, I was talking with the first potential medical cannabis client and i thought i was going to be certifying coffee and banana so <laughs> um, which which we also do but um yes um that was that was that was very nice to see that whole trajectory and i see 
um, that it has helped companies also to attract investments mm-hmm. and to raise credibility. I think as such, especially because this is a voluntary um, uh, certification standard uh, with a, a little exception, which I'm going to uh, explain a little bit further, but it's voluntary. And then you can also use it to fight the overall stigma against cannabis still, you know, because you don't have to do this. You you can do this. And, and, huh? and you know, um, that helps uh, as an industry to say, hey, guys, we really take this, this to the next level. There's, you know, uh, uh, independent thir- certification body involved. It's all super legal. We, 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 we only certify projects which are licensed and regulated. So otherwise you cannot get our certificate. That helps. And I saw a very funny thing happened this year because we were certifying farms in you know south africa lesotho spain um, um colombia and i was wondering you know why why are some other countries not not knocking our doors uh-huh. and then in september this year the israeli Med- medical cannabis agency which is part of the ministry of health in, uh-huh. in israel they actually um published the uh the results of of a benchmark they did and why did they do this benchmark um the israeli growers they were complaining they said hey you know we have to adhere to imc gap which is ultra strict uh-huh. and and you know flour is coming into the market what's happening so they did a benchmark uh-huh. to say you know we're going to level the playing field and Coombs is the only standard that has been considered fully equivalent with IMC GAP. So now we see, since that, we see an enormous interest from, for instance, Canadian growers, um, because basically in October, the importing uh, procedure changed. And now it's specifically stated um, that, you know, Israel, to be able to export into it, you either need to have Coombs, yeah, uh-huh. or yep. you need to have jcp plus for your post harvest and not your extraction but your post harvest so that's you know trimming drying grinding packing you need to have eu gmp that well kona i'll i'll let you in on one you're you're probably completely unaware of and i don't think i even shared with ron but i was called by the uh israeli government during their review process about how to bring in and ensure standardization. And one of the things I recommended was going with your standard as a requirement for the imports. And so I was quite happy to see when they did that, uh, the announcement that they they followed that path because, you know, I was explaining the quality of culture, but the, uh, the culture of quality and the necessity, if they're with their concerns, how to start that process. Um, so it's a small world. You're, uh, we have to come back. We have to take a quick break again, and we'll be back in a moment with uh, Kohanesser from uh, Control Union. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with uh, myself, Richard Zwicky, and Kunasser with Control Union and Ron Hadowski is joining us from Plan and Ron. You know, I thought you've been uh, through this process very intensively through the last year. Um, there's got to be some question you either keep coming, it keeps coming up for you with people who are asking for information about the process or you wish you'd known going in. What do you think our listeners really need to hear that they haven't heard about so far today? Yeah, I actually have two questions if we have time. So the, the first one is really, what are the benefits for cultivators or licensed producers in achieving the Coombs certification specifically? Thanks for the question, Ron. Um, depends, of course, on what your business model is, but if you want to get into Israel, I think it's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you <market laughs> sure. Uh, and, and other than that, I mean, um, we build our standard um, by taking really four guidelines and we converted them into a standard, yeah? The two GACP versions, the guideline from the Dutch government on cannabis, medical cannabis cultivation and general uh, guideline on, on good agricultural practices. So um, by being certified in our standard, you, you, we, we give you a compliance statement on both versions of GACP, which is a tremendous requirement if you want to commercialize anything uh, in, in any market. So that's a major advantage. And then it depends a little bit on how you take it, Ron. I mean, you, you really took this whole cultural, um, you know, the quality culture uh, aspect, and, and we can play a big role in that by different courses, etc. It helps you externally uh, credibility for potential investors. So I, th I think um, um, there's a lot of benefits depending on the phase of, of your project you are in, the markets that you may aim to target, um, and, and also the, the you know, the culture or the maturity of that culture within your organization. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and that's a, a lead into my, my second question about the standards. So you've, you have these standards that, that people can follow. And, but I've noticed that you've been looking at what new standards might be coming due because a lot of people are growing outdoors versus in a controlled environment indoors. And you've recently accepted outdoor cultivation as being acceptable. What other changes do you see maybe in the future that we need to be aware of? Yeah, for me, it's um, it's very clear that everybody now realizes, you know, this kind of certification or, or inspections, you know, is, is really the way the industry will go. Um, so that's uh, what I foresee other countries will more and more follow. I think personally that Israel here is sort of the, the example to watch, yeah? 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if other countries, and there are a lot of countries now, you know, about to implement regulatory uh, um, frameworks. So I, th I think other countries will follow the, um, the example. It will become more strict. And that's where I think it will be, be heading to. Um, um, and um, yeah, how that on, an, on a national level may be, um, that, that will differ per, per country or per region. But I think the global trend is more and more and more regulated. No, yeah, absolutely. No, and, I, you know, I couldn't agree. Absolutely. Couldn't agree it's more. a requirement, right? That yeah. quality is there and it gets observed. And that's the only way to, certification is the only way to ensure that and, you know, the inspections, the ongoing audits. So Kuhn, if, you know, any of our listeners want to contact you or learn more about Control Union and how they should embark on that process, how should, where should they find out more and who do they contact? Yeah, so we have our website, that's uh, controlunion.com. Um, specifically, um, we, we, yeah, there's a, a general inquiry you can send to us. Uh, let's say um, we, we, we can be reached via our website by, by sending us a an, an inquiry, or you can send us a mail. Um, that could be to certifications at controlunion.com. If you're in Colombia, it can be to a Colombia at controlunion.com. Um, we also have in over 75 countries in the world, we have offices uh, also in, in Canada. So that is another advantage perhaps on, especially now with the current restrictions, you know, okay. traveling is difficult. We have a lot of people trained uh, already in the countries where cultivation is legal and uh, that in the combination with uh, the possibility to do um, for, for some circumstances, uh, remote auditing, um, which has been taken a flight in the certification world over the past months. Mm -hmm. That is very unique in terms of how we can uh, not only help you guys in Colombia, but, you know, we have the first projects coming on in, in Uruguay soon, Portugal, more and more in Canada. So we really see the, the first... Uh, uh, you know, talks are advancing in, in Asia and Australia. So it's it's very exciting from that perspective. It is. And, you know, I, I can't recommend enough to people that if you want to participate in the international or global markets, you need to go through this process and you need to make sure your organization is aligned with that culture of quality. Um, otherwise, it's just, you know, it's a, going to become a very difficult market for anybody who doesn't follow that. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this uh, week again, but uh, Kuhn, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us and Ron as well. Um, thank, and thank you, Richard and Ron. It was my pleasure. Yeah, and thanks to all our listeners and uh, hope to see you again again in uh, another week. Thanks, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.